Hello, 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 everyone. It's Dr. Tamar Beckford with Your Caring Docs. That's right, where we help our busy professional women put themselves first for at least two hours a month. Why? 730 hours in a month. You can dedicate two to yourself. So today we are going to go over a very important portion of self-care and putting yourself first, right? But before, this is just a teaser. I'm going to bring in one of my awesome docs. Docs Who Cares, right here on our wonderful podcast, right? Because our doc is going to drop gems. Biggest thing is she's going to leave her info. So you'd like to be a part of her team or a client of hers, you'll know where to find her, right? That's right. So our doc today is, boom, one of our docs who she did her training in internal medicine, right in Texas Tech at the University of Health Sciences. She has been practicing for over 30 years and she is now a retired hospitalist. But as all my docs, when they stop, they don't stop. They just elevate, right? So she went and she got training and she's certified a life coach, right? She is living in Hawaii. Hashtag we're jealous, but that's okay, right? <laughs> she's living on the big island of Kona. She is the CEO and founder of YB Wellness Coaching, where she's helping women be financially empowered, right? That will lead you to live the best life possible. That's right. You're going to live your best life. Life possible, right? And like I said, she is the CEO and founder of YB Wellness Coaching. Why? Because if you have a pulse, you can be coached, right? So welcome, 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 Dr. Yashoda Boxer. Hi. Hi, Dr. Backford. So good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Wow. I love this. So, you know, Dr. Boxar, we here, we love to get to know all of our wonderful docs because I know you're going to take excellent care of these people in one of the wonderful pillars of lifestyle medicine. And like I said, it is about finances. Yes, ladies, finances. Something that's going to stress you out if you don't know how to do it properly. And so we are going to make sure that you are in great hands with Dr. Boxar, right? So Dr. Boxar, tell us. Before we get into the money, money, money aspects, let's just find out what made you decide to go into medicine in the first place. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Dr. Beckford, and hi to your audience. I love doing these uh, interviews and podcasts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in India in a fairly typical middle-class family, and I joke, half, half joke, that my parents had decided that I was going to be a doctor even before I was conceived. <laughs> so that's how it started for me. Mm -hmm. Everybody in my family had tried to go into medicine, multi-generations, and I'm proud to say I was the first one to break that glass ceiling. And I'm the first physician in my whole extended family among hundreds of cousins. That's how it started for me, yes. Wow, that must have been so wonderful. Okay, so the day you got in, let's just talk about that day. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Yes, I still remember. I was just 17, you know, because in India, we don't futz around, right? It's like, right. Oh, and then you go straight. You, know, you decided, yep, we're heading right in there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I remember actually going in to collect, collect my results. That's how it was done in those good old days. That was mm -hmm. you know, before the times of online. And I almost didn't get in because it looked like I hadn't quite made the grade. But apparently that year, everybody hadn't quite made the grade sort of like, right? And, and then we realized a couple of days later that I actually got in. 
And yes, it was a thrilling moment. I, you know, I felt like I had made all the dreams come true of so many people in my family. And yeah, it was really amazing. I'm here with this. I can feel like the excitement, the joy, the, you know, tears of joy and just celebration. Like, yes, yes, yes we did yes. it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wow, wow. Yeah. So, you know, that wonderful day came, you did the extensive training of medicine. And mm-hmm. then you and you did, you know, the extensive training of internal medicine. And, you know, you practice as an internal medicine med, um, hospitalist for many, many years. And then you retired. And then you're like, you know what? I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to step it up a little bit. And then you went into lifestyle medicine. So tell us how that decision came about. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so you know, there, it's been a pretty long journey, actually. You know, mm-hmm. I was actually a stay-at-home mom for a while in Kuwait oh, while my husband was working. Mm-hmm. And that made it really challenging to get back here and get into a residency. So, against all odds, I made it. Because and you're I, a star. <laughs> I guess I'm very persistent and stubborn when I put my head to something, right? And I think that's very common common among physicians and other high achieving professionals. So when I started my job as a hospitalist, I was really happy, right? It was a culmination of so many dreams coming true. Mm-hmm. I loved my patients. My patients loved me. I mean, it was just like the honeymoon period was blissful. Right. But unfortunately, as I'm sure many people know, things are changing in healthcare and mm-hmm. administrative burdens and frustrations got too much. And so with really a lot of sorrow in my heart, I felt like I couldn't keep working in that environment. But in about 2016, 2017, when I was going through um, probably the third round of burnout or moral injury, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I came across uh, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. I was looking for CMEs actually for conferences and one of my friends mentioned it mm-hmm. and I was blown away. I think I've been to like six conferences and, uh, and I was just blown away by the evidence. Um, that supports lifestyle medicine Absolutely. because we're not taught this, right? And mm-hmm. just the power of eating plant-based, exercising, sleep, you know, getting good sleep, rest, stress reduction, the, you know, the, the need for, for connection and, of course, avoiding harmful substances. It was just like, oh, this, these are the basics and we should focus on this. So I actually started the... Facebook group. I don't think too many people know that, but I actually started a Facebook group for lifestyle medicine physicians. I'm sort of the founder of that group. We have close to 3000, maybe more physicians in that group now. Mm -hmm. And then last year with COVID, you know, I saw how much stress was going on and anxiety and I wanted to get my board certification in lifestyle medicine. Mm -hmm. So I organized a big study group, got people a bunch of discounts and, you know, we had, anyway, passed the boards. I'm also lifestyle medicine board certified. So that's how that came about. Wow. And and making sure, I love it, that you're bringing the group with you. You didn't just go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, you saw the need for it and you started the group. And then a lot of people started to notice like, yeah, this is something that I want to do too. I want to help. I want to, you know, I want to be part of this movement where we are helping our, not just our patients, but our colleagues, because a lot of us need that help. Right. And boom, 
almost all 3,000, we'll just put that number out there, are getting board certified in lifestyle medicine and helping those of us out there who are suffering from not just the burnout, the moral injury, but also all the afflictions that just happens with being alive, getting older, and also, you know, some of us married, parents, you know, working under stressful environments, just overall, yeah. you know, it mm -hmm. all takes a toll. But now we're going to go over one of the pillars of lifestyle medicine and, you know, finances. Now, a lot of people don't like to talk about money. Oh, money's just evil. I know Dr. Boxar. Why are you talking about money? You know, we should just do this from, from the kindness of our hearts. And, you know, you shouldn't talk about money. <laughs> let, us, let us know why that makes no sense. <laughs> so let's go into this, this pillar of lifestyle medicine, which is finances. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, the official ACLM, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, only talks about six pillars, right? Mm -hmm. The ones that I already mentioned. And so while I was doing my studying for my boards and, you know, I saw a lot of anxiety and stress, even amongst physicians last year with COVID, because they were needing to, uh, you know, take a pay cut, or they were being furloughed, or they couldn't do electives. And I thought, this is strange, like we're, you know, reasonably high earning income, uh, high income earning professionals. And yet we have sort of the same anxiety as, as our patients even, right? And I thought, I have never in the 30 years taking care of patients, I have never asked a patient about their financial situation. Like I'm writing this prescription for you. Can you afford it? Mm -hmm. What's going on at home? Oh, you have three jobs. You're a single mom. Mm -hmm. We never go there. Mm -hmm. And then what came to me was, hell, I haven't done my own money work myself. Who mm -hmm. am I to preach? Yes, <laughs> right? And so that's kind of where I started going in that direction. And I was at, at that time also getting my ICF certification as a life coach. It's a six-month program. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what would be a good place to focus? And I thought money and finances, especially with women, because exactly like you said, money is taboo. It's confusing. None of us gets any sort of really education. And I'm not talking about the math of money. And I'll, I'll come to that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the psychology of money, right? Like it is the inner work that needs to happen first before we start putting things into practice. And I love the human mind and how our minds work and emotions and feelings and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I went looking, you know, with Dr. Google, of course, and I found this amazing certification program. So I'm also a certified money coach. So I actually have two certifications. I'm not just shooting things out of, you know, the air, right? Right? Yeah. I just imagine it just out of the air and just like, right. oh, here it is. Exactly, because I wanted a formal way to help people I didn't want to just be sort of going out there and like figuring it out mm -hmm. and it was a 16-week program and I got to do my own money work and exactly what you said especially amongst helping professionals whether it's doctors nurses social workers and women right mm -hmm. we just have this sort of like weirdness around money I don't even know how else to explain it no it really is yeah, it really is yeah. a weirdness about you know number one you know, you, you might have the finances say, okay, well, I need to get all these finances in order. But then if you have reached a certain uh, probably level of income, then your finances are there, but you might not be thinking about it 
as strictly as if you are living right on the border, right? But then even a lot of people who go to professional schools, they have the big, bad loan that's sitting there like, hi, I'm so glad that you're earning, but don't forget about me. (laughs) And and that's, that's an additional source of stress. So as you mentioned, when, you know, the pandemic hits and you're hearing, oh, you're going to get a, you know, 10% um, reduction in your pay or even more, or I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go on furlough, high income, the level of stress just escalated. So, you know, absolutely. That's why what you're doing is so important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I recently had the privilege and honor and opportunity to be on um, a global ending physician burnout summit. Mm-hmm. And there were 55 plus speakers, including Ariana Huffington. She was a keynote speaker. So I was like blown away that I happened Absolutely. to be on a panel of speakers yes. like this. Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington. Right? Yeah. I was the only speaker who made the connection and talked about burnout and finances. Only speaker among 55 speakers, right? And I did my research, obviously, like you do on on such a big platform. Mm -hmm. And I basically went into Medscape. You know, Medscape does these surveys every year or so. Mm -hmm. And it was the stats around financial stress is really shocking. It's the number one or number two cause for stress across the border. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been studies in the financial journals that is the number one or number two cause for divorces, right? Relationships get affected by money. Uh, issues mm-hmm. and and we don't talk about it so it's yes. like the perfect storm it's the elephant in the room that we just don't know how to address um so that's what my program is really about like people say what is your program about and it's kind of hard to explain but because it's still the elephant in the room <laughs> it's the elephant in the room exactly right mm-hmm. and I'm like listen it's you start there. We look at your money behaviors. We look at your thoughts. We, what do you believe about money? Do you believe it's evil? Do you believe it's it doesn't grow on trees? You know, we hear these things from grandma and mom, right? Mm-hmm. As we're growing up, and then they become part of our subconscious behavior because we don't examine this. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, oh, I want money, but then does that make me a greedy person, right? Yeah. Or yeah, no, no, or, no. That know, is that is so valid, right there, because. If you've often been taught that money is the root of all evil, when you do start to earn, are you now the mindset is, well, I'm earning. Does that mean that I am part of the root of evil that's out there? Then what do you do? You self-sabotage. Well, why would you want to continue to earn if you feel that it's affiliated with you being evil, right? Exactly. Exactly. And as you know, what I believe truly, with maybe some exceptions, is what money allows you to do is actually become an even better version of yourself, right? When money goes into the right people's hands, and I really, you know, I have nothing against men. I have three men in my life, my two sons and my husband, and they're amazing. Mm -hmm. But there is something about how women relate to money. You know, when we get money in our hands, we can do like, you know, like Jeff Bezos, ex-wife, she's giving away. She's just like literally giving away billions of dollars, right, Mm -hmm. to enhance the world. We are, we tend to want to 
bring people up with us for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. So, but then we have these hangups. And again, you know, there is a fine, there's an empowerment that comes with being financially, you know, free, if you will, Mm -hmm. because that's what happened in my life. See, I was able to walk away from my job when I was a primary breadwinner. And for a long time, like I said, I'd never done my money work. I had no clue how much do I need in the bank before I can quit, right? And so I kept working and working and working like a martyr, right? Like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm tired, but I need to keep working. Yes, because my family depends, you know, blah, 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 right? We tell Mm -hmm. tell these stories to ourselves. But when I realized, literally, finally, I understood I don't need a ton of money. I know how I can stretch a dollar. I'm from India after all. And I don't (laughs) need millions to retire. And I'm miserable. This is not the life I want. It gave me the power to make a choice, right? It made me, it gave me the power to walk away from an extremely lucrative job and follow my heart and do what I want, which is help other women feel equally empowered. Now, I'm not saying everybody should quit medicine. I want to be very clear about that. No, what you're saying is they should feel empowered and that stress from finances should not be there. You know, the weight of the world because of a financial stress is what you are helping them to get off their shoulders, right? That light feeling of knowing that you will be okay And this is not one of the things you have to worry about. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's not just physicians. I mean, I have women clients who are not physicians. I have, you know, and the reality of it is we we show up very differently. Absolutely. You know, we show, we're able to look at the vast arrays of skills, the God-given skills we have that we can figure out how to monetize if we get out of our way first. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Can you imagine when your mind is organized, how many skills that you have within you that you forgot? What about when you sit back and you think about when I was a teenager, I was really good at this. But, you know, I was told that that's not something that you can ever earn from. Right. Right. So put that aside. Mm -hmm. But it made you so happy. Yes. Yes. Now you can bring that back into the forefront. You're, maybe you don't have to be like the rest of us. It's like, what is a hobby? Hmm. <laughs> because you're just continuously just working, you know? Right. right. You know, what comes to mind is that Japanese principle of ikigai, right? Mm-hmm. Those intersecting circles, which is find what people want from you, find what you love to do mm-hmm. and what you get paid for. Right. It's that combination that brings meaning and purpose and joy in life. I mean, even in Ikigai, they're so practical. They're talking about find something you can get paid for that you enjoy, love and love doing. And that also serves people at the same time. And honestly, you know, Tamara, at this point, I find I finally found my Ikigai. Right. Because there was that one piece missing later on in medicine for me. I was helping people. I was Mm -hmm. making money, but I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Right now, I found that third piece, and I. This is what I coach. I'm like, I don't care who you are, seriously. And I say that with fun, you know, kind of half joking. I think I told you this. Yeah. If you have a pulse and you're willing to change, I can coach you. You can be Absolutely. a man, a woman, you know, doesn't matter because I'm seeing the power of coaching in this. Right? Mm-hmm. Is 
bringing your ikigai out. How do we do that? And we kind of usually can do it on our own because we have blind spots. We get in our way. We have fears. You know, all in our mind. And our mind gets in our way. Oh, what are you talking about? Why do you think that you can do it? That's only for those people who are, and then fill in the blank, who are, who have done that training, who have that type of education, who live at that portion of the world, who live in the, right? There's so many things. So once you can get, like you said, the coaching helps to bring that into your awareness and just push it out of the way. And next thing yeah. you know, all three concepts, the ikigai, just what I said, yeah. full force, no yeah. stopping you. Wow. Yeah. So t- tell us, you as a coach, being on the other side and seeing your clients flourish, <laughs> that you imagine. You know, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. after work, having worked as a hospitalist where I'm literally saving people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. Congestive heart failure, strokes, MIs, it would bring me so much joy. I'm like, yes, I didn't think anything could surpass that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really didn't think. When I finish a session with my, my clients, I don't know who is higher. <laughs> like, really. I'm like, maybe I should be paying them. So that because they're allowing me to coach them. Yes. Women have gone out there and they're just like blasting the world, right? Mm-hmm. They come in just somewhat timid, not sure. They have all these ideas. And I don't coach just around money. I want to be very clear. I do general life coaching. I coach physicians. I'm part of CFI where we're taking coaching into vast hospital systems and, you know, other large medical groups mm-hmm. because I'm also passionate about burnout, as I said. With the money coaching, though, you can literally see them starting to say, I can do this. I am a woman with so much talent, skill, intelligence, power. I work hard. I'm resilient. I just need to stop thinking stupid things that are not helpful. And probably aren't true. (laughs) True. Yes. That's exactly what I show them. I challenge them constantly, mm-hmm. right? Because let's think about the neuro, the neuroanatomy and sort of, you know, the, how we are wired, right? Mm-hmm. Our brain has one function, Dr. Beckford, one function. And you know mm-hmm. what that is? To keep us safe mm-hmm. so that we don't die. It's mm-hmm. all about survival. That's really what our brain can. You want to be somebody smart, brilliant, you know, world famous. Your brain doesn't really give a crap about that. I'll be honest. It's just like, are right? I going to survive? That's all really <laughs> That's why these fears come up, right? These the, our thoughts are like, oh, you're fine where you are. Why would you want to do this? What if this didn't yes. happen? What if you fail? What if people laugh at you? What will people say? Mm-hmm. My brain did all of that. Trust me. My brain mm-hmm. is just like anybody else's brain, right? But if you had told this 15, 16, 17-year-old girl in India who oh, didn't yeah. even know how to talk to another guy, right? I was a very sheltered, awkward you know, upbringing that I would be in Hawaii and I'd be talking at a global summit with like Ariana Huffington. And right? I'd be, I would have laughed and fallen off the chair. I'd be like, I don't know what you're smoking. You're not talking about me, right? Right. And it's all about mindset. It's all about the mind. And that's what coaching is. It's basically changing how you think so that you can go out there and just show up in your glory. Absolutely. I call it conquer the world. (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. You know, 
I've seen the power of coaching and, and there, let's talk to those who are out there who are just like, I don't know what this, this is, what is it? Fufu. You know, eh, you have, a, I have a best friend. That's what my best friends are for. There's a difference. <laughs> yes. Big time, big time. Because here's the thing with coaching, mm-hmm. right? So first of all, that's why I went and got certified. Like a lot of people, they, you can become a coach. Anybody can literally start, you not even have a website, hang a shingle, say I'm a coach, right? And I have nothing wrong, nothing against that. Mm-hmm. Me as a physician with all these certifications decided to become an ICF certified coach because I realized there are certain competencies and a certain way of conducting myself mm-hmm. that I still didn't have, even though I've been a physician for 30 some years, right? Because when you're, most of us physicians, we're experts in the room. We go in there and we tell people, hey, you know, I see this is what's going on with you. And here's what I recommend. Mm-hmm. Coaching is not that. Mm-hmm. If you go very strictly according, you know, this core competencies, the first core competency of uh, International Coaching Federation is professional ethics. There's a code of conduct that needs to be followed. And we all actually take a pledge to do mm-hmm. that. What I really tell people coaching is, is I hold up a mirror, right? I hold up a mirror. You get to express your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, your dreams, your hopes, whatever it might be. And then it's like looking at cards on a table, right? You put all your cards out on the table and you go, you know, that thought actually didn't make sense. When we express it in a, in a container, a, a, a framework, right? Oh, Deep listening, powerful questioning, um, not giving advice, right? But also being very, how should I put it? Um, There's an objectivity that comes in that you cannot get with your family and friends. Your family and friends just want the best for you. Like when I talk to my sister and I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. I should just stay retired and, you know, lay on the beach. And she'll be like, oh, honey, you worked so hard all your life. Why are you continuing to do it? Nobody's asking you to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what my coach says? She's like, are you kidding me? No, <laughs> right? She holds the flag when mm-hmm. I'm ready to give up, right? Absolutely. When I'm because we go through that as humans. When things yes. become hard, we want to run away. Like who wants to do the hard work? And that's it, and that's the part, right? Especially yes. when you're into something new. Ooh, yes. that brain. Like, Ooh. hey, am I gonna survive? <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna survive this. This is what your brain automatically says. No, maybe we shouldn't. Okay, right? let's just stay where we are. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, the other interesting thing is people who are really close to you and love you. I don't know, um, Tamara, if you've gone through any like really major change in your life and they look at you like she's changing. They get threatened. They're like, I don't like you. I like the old you. Like, why do you need to change? You know, my husband, I mean, they made fun of me last year, you know, coach, 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 coach. Right. And now they're like, whoa, she's actually helping and changing lives. So I couldn't depend on my family when I was going through my own self-doubt, you know, my own. And I went through that. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to get clients? Am I really making a difference in people's lives? And that's when my coach held it for me, right? I hold a dream. I put it in a box. This is what I tell my clients. We're on a journey together. Mm-hmm. We're going to create this beautiful, like, diamond, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to put it in this beautiful box because there are going to be times you're going to forget that that's what you want to create. I'm the holder of your dreams in this box. And that's what I don't like. Honey, I know what you're going through and you feel like you don't want to do it. 
But let's go back and think, look at that dream again. Mm-hmm. So get them motivated again, get them more accountable. Yeah. You know? And so it's very different from talking to a best friend and or your family or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and, and it's powerful to oh, the yes. tenth, hundredth, or maybe to the infinite power. It is yes. so powerful because when you start to look back at where you were, because that's one of the things with change, right? Especially when it's happening, you forget yes. that you change. And um, others might look at you from afar and say, wow, you are changing. But you can sometimes be so caught up that you forget. And then, as you say, when the brain, you know, you're ready to make an additional drink change and your brain just says, okay, well, we just did all of this. Can we just stop? You know, you're right. making me nervous. I'm trying to survive here. Like we, <laughs> you, know, like, yeah. you know, when you look back and you see what you've accomplished, it is very powerful, especially in a short period of time mm-hmm. it's, it's I think that one of the things about coaching you know as someone who is being coached mm-hmm. is that the time seems to just be infinitely passes by because what you think has accomplished that you've accomplished in you said oh man this probably has taken me a good three to five years and you look back and you realize that three to five years of mind um blocking thoughts you broke it down in three months and you yes. moved forward yeah and had you not you would have still continued with those thoughts and you right. would have still been in the area and as we even mentioned that stress that comes along with it right that additional <sighs> stress and I'm not I am not xyz this is not for me this is for them who are on that side of the world or who have that type of training you know it is very I do want to talk about two costs when we're thinking I you know as a money coach I have to bring it up Absolutely. because I'm gonna, I'm all, I always I talk about money and I talk about it in a very sort of normal way there's no mm-hmm. sort of you know sleazing about that. it yes here's the thing if you don't take action right so you've tried to do something three to five years maybe a year or two and you haven't gotten where you want to get to mm-hmm. because money is you know people say oh Coaching sounds great, but it's quote unquote too expensive. I've, I've had that, right? Absolutely. What is the cost of not getting coached? What is the opportunity cost? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're a business person mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm not going to get a coach. I'm going to try and figure this out on my own. There are people who have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars instead of paying somebody maybe a couple thousand dollars, whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to get to where you need to get to efficiently, quickly, smartly with the least amount of drama. So cost of money and time. None of us lives here forever, man. (laughs) Yes. As a hospitalist, I saw death every freaking single day of my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And I swore to myself, I don't know how long I have left on this earth, right? None of us know. But at the end, if I have the cogn- you know, cognition at that point, I want to be able to look back and say, damn it, man, I lived an amazing life. I didn't let money stop me. I didn't let time stop me. And I definitely didn't let my brain stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, the, when you're finished, you're not having stress. Right? Like, what is the cost? Is there a price to that? To living a life without stress, there is no price to that. Absolutely. And it opens up your ability 
to go do things that brings you joy and that will bring you money. That's the ROI on getting coached. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said it. You've said it. And like we said, if you have a pulse, you can be coached. (laughs) A pulse and also wanting change, you know, Dr. Bedford, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I do assess for that. And also I want to be, I want to say one more thing. You know, if you're needing therapy, Coaching does not replace therapy. Let's be very cautious around that. You have depression, severe anxiety, panic attacks, and those sort of things. You must have therapy. Please Mm -hmm. don't think coaching is, you know, is going to solve all of that. Yeah. Coaching is not therapy. Coaching is what it says. It's coaching, right? That's just like if we think about our athletes, our athletes are trying to improve and so that they can be better. Now, if they have an injury, that's not co- right. The injury needs to be treated. Exactly. The coaching helps to improve the athlete's stamina. And you I know, love that example. So absolutely. Yes. yes. So, I mean, wow. You know, we've pulled a lot. And I mean, I mean, I feel like we can sit down here forever. I might, I might <laughs> just jump on the plane and come down and sit down next to you. Right. I'm telling you, no, this is this is wonderful. But, you know, for those who are sitting there listening out, um, let's find out what you doc. What do you do for self-care? What are you doing? Out? I mean, you're in Hawaii. OK, I, I know. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't been for self-care, I don't think I would have even survived this long. I mean, I hit the hit rock bottom mm-hmm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. And this is why I believe in the universe, the divine, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. The very first house, the very first job, the YMCA was right opposite my house. Like literally I could walk across. And I that's when I started regularly exercising I just started going to yoga classes and that's when Zumba was still coming out I'm like this looks like fun I'm not a dancer I have to left feet but I'm going to go check out this class right I still do Zumba to this day oh, 22 wow. years later any gym if there's a Zumba class I'm in there. there like okay look to your left or look to your right remember my school look to your left look to your right well we'll find out a box star Zumba in one of those places love it right that's right so I've always, you know, I've always put that ahead because I very quickly I realized that's what I needed to do to, to do the very difficult job I had as a physician, as a mom, as a wife, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, like all Lots of these of things, right? <laughs> exactly. So yoga, Zumba, um, massages. Don't ever take massages away from me. I used to get them at least once a month. Now I'm in Hawaii. Sometimes I even do twice a month. Ooh, can you believe that? <laughs> I have no shame in saying I need this to be happy and mm-hmm. peaceful and joyous and show up as this Absolutely. great human being because we, mm-hmm. we can, right? Um, I've been having some issues with like postmenopausal sleep stuff and I'm starting getting acupuncture. It seems to be helping me. Oh, so I do God. that. I'm not a great water person, which sounds crazy. What a waste Hawaii is on me. the ocean. Come on. So I do go to the ocean. I do, you know, get in there and like let the honu, the turtle swim around my feet. And I stay about, you know, tied or I sit in the water. I'm not a great swimmer. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me joy to be in mm-hmm. that, you know, and nature, of course, right? Hiking, forest bathing, meditation. I'm a certified meditation instructor as well. Wow. Um, 
everything that has to do i'm a self-care junkie <laughs> no it's so important as you mentioned though had you not invested in that the three pillars or portions in your life where it was the darkest you probably would have had a hard time getting through it you know yeah. one was being self-aware that hey i am going through a dark period but two is also having these in your arsenal to help to get you through yes that's wonderful yeah. so yeah. we so okay we're talking about you know not just relaxation so we're doing yoga we're Zumba in, you know, we're doing <laughs> meditation. Um, you're also getting your massage and then getting acupuncture to help, you know, with the transition um, through um, menopause. And, you know, you're having turtles swim around your feet. I mean, okay, I'm not jealous. Okay. <laughs> but you have this wonderful, like, you know, plethora of um, things. And you also have meditation, which you um, do because you're certified and then you also participate in. So, you know, one, I, one of the aspects I love about our interview is just how much of an impact that you have on others while they have that even tenfold impact on you. And that's the beauty of, you know, doing what you're doing and doing coaching. And like you said, your clients, you know, you think that they think that you're helping them. They, if they would know how much in your heart, you're so fulfilled and your cup, like we'd say the cup runneth over at the end of your journey with them, or even as you're going through the journey, it's just wonderful. You know, okay. I, right now I kind of feel like there are probably some people here who are listening and they're like, Hey, you know what? I need to know because she's talking about cup runneth over and this wonderful <laughs> journey of finances and feeling great. And she's just really broke down this whole coaching period. I want to be with her and I need what she's having and I need her to give me through that portion of life because I, I recognize that it's not therapy that I need, but I want to improve upon myself. Tell these people where they can find you. Okay. Well, I have a website mm -hmm. and, uh, I probably changed my domain name to something easier, but right now it's yashodabaskarmd.com. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a long name and hard to pronounce. And at some point I will change the domain, but it is Y-A-S-H-O-D-A-B-H-A-S-K-A-R-M-D.com. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And they can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook. They can send me an email. Um, I do offer a free sort of assessment slash clarity calls. If they have any questions, they just want to jump on, have a quick chat and see if I can help them. Um, I'm never salesy. I'm going to be super honest here mm -hmm. because I really feel like the right people find me, you know, uh -huh. and I don't have to sell myself. I'm just like, this is where, who I am. This is where I am. And if it gels with you, let's work together. Let's figure out how I can help you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, how I can learn from you. I learned so much from my clients too. They're amazing women and men. I've actually had men, mm -hmm. actually had men clients who I actually really love working with them. It's just so different and so fun. And that's why I say, if you have a pulse and you're looking for a coach. And your mind is your open. <laughs> your mind has to be open, yes. You can be elevated. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice, nice. All right, so last question before we sign off is that we're finding all this thing about you, but we wanted to know, if you weren't a doctor, what would you be? Oh, a coach. 
Yeah, you know, when I was young, I think I want to, wanted to be a kindergarten teacher, actually. I've had a couple yes, of dogs and stuff like that. Yes, I still love children. And I'm looking for, like, volunteer opportunities to sort of, like, help younger beings. And I think I'll be going out to schools and talking to some of them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, our children have been through so much chaos in this last yes. year or two. It's just, you know, in those developmental years, what they've had to go through is really really hard um so but yeah but if I had to be I think yeah I think I was always meant to be a coach (laughs) wonderful 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 well you know thank you so much for stopping by this was so awesome I had a fantastic time and I'm pretty sure that those who are listening had a fantastic time too so you know I see you're probably out there like I said you're listening and you're like whoa why are they having so much fun that's because we only have awesome people on. <laughs> so we always have so much fun. We have awesome docs who cares, right? Who stopped by this Your Caring Docs podcast. So if you are listening and you would love to be a client of Dr. Boxcar, then, you know, you go to Dr. Well, it's Yoshoda Boxcar md.com right and you can find her on Instagram, Facebook. Can they also find you on LinkedIn if they would like? Yes, 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 I'm on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, absolutely. So they'll be able to find you can find her on all of those channels. And you can make that, you know, discovery call, call her, see if she can help you to uplift your life, because that's what coaching does. Like we say, if you're an athlete, you know, and you wanted to improve your performance, you get a coach. If you're in life, and you want to improve your performance also, then, you know, that's what the coaching does. Alrighty, I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Dogs, and you can find us wonderful episodes wherever you do listen to your podcast. That's on Apple, Spotify, and also on Google. And this wonderful episode will be available on our YouTube channel. That's right. That's um, YouTube slash Your Caring Docs, U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S. Thank you guys for listening and for watching. We will see you next time. Thank you, Dr. Baskar. Thank you, Dr. Beckford. That was so much fun. Yes, I had a great time too. All right, bye-bye.